This episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. My name is Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Tuesday, July 20th, and the 13-game featured slate kicking off just past 7 p.m. Eastern Time on DraftKings. However, before we talk about those 13 games, Let's talk a little bit about the two afternoon games we also get on Tuesday. And to do that, we will also talk about prize picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com right now. Use the promo code MMNMLB and get your first deposit matched up to $100. Every sport you could possibly imagine. Tons of fun props and fantasy point wagers over at Prize Picks. So I highly recommend doing that. I also highly recommend using these picks on Tuesday. And heck, if you win in the afternoon, you'll have time to put an, another couple prize pick parlays together for the night slate for MLB. So we're going to focus on the Angels Athletics game that kicks off at 3:30 Eastern Time on Saturday. I like one guy to go over from each team. Let's start with Ramon Laureano. Laureano, one of the easiest sort of over or under hitters in all of baseball. The guy cannot hit right-handed pitching, and he's a stud against left-handed pitching. The Angels are starting the left-handed Suarez on Tuesday, so I like Laureano to go over seven fantasy points in this contest. As I mentioned, against left-handed pitching, he is hitting 309 with a 150 WRC plus so far this season. He is hitting below the Mendoza line against right-handers, so he's got to do something early in this game, but fortunately, he's hitting near the top of the athletics order against left-handed pitching, so he might get three plate appearances against Suarez. That's three plate appearances within his preferred split. In those circumstances, this is a pretty low number, so I like the over. On the other side, I like Jared Walsh to go over six fantasy points in this game. Walsh, really underappreciated. We've talked about this a lot so far this season. Lost in the shuffle of Otani, kind of still lost in the shuffle of Trout. But Jared Walsh has been a revelation for the Angels in 2021, and he mashes, mashes right-handed pitching so far this season coming into Monday's slate a 333 batting average with a 177 WRC plus against righties it's James Caprillion taking the mound for Oakland and Caprillion has struggled against left-handed batters so far this season lefties have a 367 woba and are hitting 1.9 home runs per 9 off of Oakland's right-hander. When Caprillion has struggled, it has been because of left-handed bats. You could also use Shohei Otani here. His over-under prop is just seven fantasy points, but I will go Walsh with the lower fantasy point prop of six. So over six for Walsh, over seven for Loriano. Okay, let's dive into this 13-game slate because it is a slate defined by its lack of pitching. This is one of the grossest pitching slates I can remember seeing in 2021. Now, I will put the disclaimer out now. I'm recording this Monday night. If the first five or six games back from the All-Star break have been defined by anything, it's late pitching swaps. A lot of to-be-announced pitching 
on Tuesday. So we're going to use the probables right now on DraftKings, but keep your head on a swivel, download the DK Live app, you know, just be aware that circumstances surrounding this slate can change. However, there's just some bad pitchers priced absurdly high, sort of out of necessity, because there's just not a lot on this slate. Uh, Trevor Rogers is probably, he or you, Darvish, just flat out the best pitchers on this slate, but you're not getting either of those guys in the best form right now. Uh, Trevor Rogers, his last five starts, averaging just 17.2 DraftKings points per game. That is not nearly enough for me to recommend using him at $10,000, especially considering not only did Washington just score 18 runs on Monday night, but coming into Monday, Washington led the entire National League in WOBA against left-handed pitching. They love hitting lefties. They are basically the National League Orioles. So you generally don't want to use left-handed pitchers against Washington, especially with how they're hitting right now. So I'm a little tepid on Rodgers. And the same kind of goes with Darvish. I mean, Darvish is $9,800. Yes, it is rare to get Darvish below $10,000. But Darvish has a 4.98 ERA in his last eight starts. That is a span of time where he's also allowing 1.7 home runs per nine to the opposition. He's given up 10 earned runs in his last two games specifically. So again, it's a little hard to stomach Darvish right now at this absurd price as he has been a guy whose spin rights have been affected since the substance crackdown in baseball. So I'm not really looking to pay up at pitcher at all on this slate. I mean, below those two guys, again, at least Darvish and Rogers deserve their price points, even if they've been struggling a little bit the past couple weeks. But you've got John Means coming off the IL on a pitch count up above $9,000. Trevor Williams and his plus five ERA are $9,200. Bailey Ober, who we will talk about again in this video, is $8,800. I can't blame them for being priced that high, but that really sets the tone for what this slate is. I think you have to pay down at pitcher because you're going to need money to spend up on bats. There are going to be a lot of runs scored on Tuesday night. Okay, Herman Marquez is probably the first guy I'm truly excited about on this slate. He is $8,100. He is pitching at Coors Field, on Tuesday. However, that hasn't meant anything except good things for Herman Marquez in the recent past. His last 10 starts, Marquez has a 1.88 ERA, a 2.59 FIP, and opponents, opponents in English, had just a 207 WOBA against Marquez in that span of time. And eight of the 14 earned runs he has given up in that 10-start span came in one bad outing. So essentially, he's had nine incredible starts and one terrible one. So the odds are you're going to get an incredible start from Herman Marquez right now, especially considering Seattle in the month of July have just a 298 WOBA that is in the bottom third of baseball. So not exactly a daunting competition. Seattle also known to strike out from time to time, so that really should increase Marquez's ceiling. And again, if you're scared by the Coors Field aspect of this, 
In that 10 start span, six of those 10 starts were in Colorado, 41 total innings, 0.88 ERA for Marquez in those six starts. He should probably be up with the Trevor Rogers and the Hugh Darvishes of the world on this slate. The fact that he is hovering around $8,000 is an absolute steal. Uh, I think Marquez is the best dollar-for-dollar pitching target on this slate. Another guy who we've talked a little bit about recently in a positive sense, someone we talked about a lot in April and May in a negative sense, Tarek Skubal. We're talking about Skubal again, the lefty for the Tigers. Um, Did get a little roughed up in his last start before the All-Star break, but still, his past 10 starts... He's got a 3.56 ERA and a 3.46 FIP. So both well above average marks uh, in terms of just baseball average. Uh, also has a 31.4% strikeout rate in that 10-start span. That is elite, and that is something in DFS you don't just find anywhere. So the fact that Scooble can bring that high strikeout upside to the table, that already makes him viable at just $7,700. But then you have to factor in the Texas Rangers aspect of this. The Rangers are bad against left-handed pitching in general. They came into Monday with a 140 isolated power against left-handed pitching. That was the lowest mark in the American League. And Texas has been shut out now three consecutive games. It's, it's nutty. I mean, there's a reason the Blue Jays in their series against Texas this past weekend when they had the ability to sort of augment their rotation, they decided to go Robbie Ray, a lefty, Hyunjin Ryu, a lefty, and Steven Matz, a lefty, against the Texas Rangers. The Rangers cannot hit left-handed pitching. I mean, right now, the win expectancy for Scoople in this game, probably the highest he's going to have all season long. The strikeout upside, the strikeout ceiling, it's there. The Rangers, you couldn't ask for a better opponent. I think he's one of the better options at $7,700 on this slate. And to really kind of drive this point home about saving money, if possible, at pitcher, I don't like Thomas Hatch nearly as much as I like those other two guys. However, Hatch will make his 2021 Major League debut uh, in Tuesday's game for the Blue Jays against the Red Sox. He's making an emergency start after Alec Manoa. Slipped and fell on some stairs, has a back contusion, so he's now on the IL. Hatch was pretty good in mostly a relief role in 2020, but had a 2.73 ERA in just over 26 innings for the Jays last season. His past two starts in AAA, 10 innings, just one earned run, four hits, 12 strikeouts. So he's pitching pretty well at AAA Buffalo. I mean, you could do worse than Thomas Hatch. I think if, if if this were in a vacuum and this were, I don't know, three weeks from now and Hatch stays in the Jays' rotation, he's probably going to be like $6,500, $7,000. Like, that's the caliber of pitcher we're kind of talking about here. He's a fourth or fifth starter, generally speaking. But if he's going to be the absolute minimum, like he is on Tuesday, just $4,000. I know it's against Boston. I know Boston just scored 14 runs against the Jays on Monday. But again, like, would I rather use Bailey Ober at $8,800? Or would I rather use Thomas Hatch at the minimum 
who's probably just a better pitcher than he is anyway. So I'm not going to have a ton of exposure to Hatch. I think he's kind of like a plug-and-play guy depending on which stacks you want and how much money you have to spend on particular stacks. But all he needs to do is score 15 or 16 DraftKings points. And, I mean, that's just gravy at $4,000. So I know it's a tough matchup. Not the biggest strikeout upside in the world with Hatch, but someone who's about a strikeout per inning so far in his brief major league career and has had success already at the major league level. Okay, let's talk about stacks. You're going to have tons of options. Uh, You know, pick a name out of a hat. They probably have a good matchup on this slate, but I did want to focus on the White Sox who are going up against Ober and who also have a nice mix of high-end and very, very tantalizing value plays when it comes to their left-handed bats. That's how you want to attack Ober, is left-handed bats. His strikeout rate against righties is actually up above 30%. It is just 18% against lefties, and the other numbers are bad. Ober against lefties in 2020, excuse me, 2021, 343 batting average, a 449 Woba, 2.93 home runs per nine. He cannot get out left-handed bats. So, the obvious play is Yoan Moncada, who's $4,900. is a pretty nice price for someone of Moncada's ilk. But then the value really comes into play with the White Sox. You can get Brian Goodwin, who's probably going to hit cleanup in this game for the White Sox at just $4,100. Lurie Garcia is going to hit 5th or 6th. He's just $3,900. But really, the prize in this stack is Gavin Sheets, who... Just before I started recording this video, took Jose Barrios deep for a three-run walk-off home run uh, for the White Sox. Um, So not even counting that home run against a right-handed pitcher. Coming into Monday, Sheets has a 204 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. He has been on fire since getting called up, and that was really his thing. Like, obviously, regression is coming for Gavin Sheets, but he was a power hitter who did not strike out a lot at AAA, and that is translated so far. So at $3,100, it's hard to find a better value play on Tuesday's slate. Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about some best bets, and we're just going to rehash a couple of the situations we've already talked about. Tigers' money line is just minus 115. The Tigers are 6-0 in their past six home games. They are 10-6 in their past 16 games overall. The Tigers have been playing some pretty good baseball the past five or six weeks. Are they a great team? No. But they're not an embarrassment anymore. And Texas might be an embarrassment. Uh, Texas has been outscored 39-2 to in their four games since the All-Star break. And those two runs were a late, meaningless two-run home run in the ninth inning back on Friday. They haven't scored a run since Friday. There's a rain out in there, but still, it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, so I think Scooble, uh, not that I have really a problem with Dane Dunning. He's been fine. He's been one of Texas's better pitchers. But I just think this close to even money, I'm going to take the Tigers at home, where, again, they're 6-0 and their past six games uh, at minus 115 with Scooble on the mound. And then Seattle, Colorado, I'm going to take the under in this game. Ten and a half is the total right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook. It is even money to take the under, and I'm going to do that. I just think Marquez is pitching so well that I really don't care that Marco Gonzalez has pitched terribly 
so far this season. Uh, he's got an 8.36 expected ERA. Now, he also is someone who last season in 11 starts had a 3.10 ERA. So I think we know that Gonzalez can be good. He's not this bad. Um, but even if he gives up six or seven runs in this game, even if the Rockies score six or seven runs, maybe even eight, Marquez has allowed four earned runs in his past 41 innings at Coors Field. I just think this number is too high with how well Marquez is pitching right now. Colorado's going to have to really carry some serious weight if this game's going to go over. I don't think that's going to happen. So at plus 100, I like the under, and that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys again tomorrow.